Hey everybody, and welcome to Concert Conversations, brought to you by the Palace in Waterbury and our great sponsors, Ion Bank. This is a great show because we get to talk to real stars who happen to live in Connecticut and have some connection to the Palace, um, either playing there or some of them just been guests, and they, uh, they all love that beautiful Palace. Uh, I just played there myself a couple of weeks ago, and Half of me was playing, half of me was looking around going, man, this architecture <laughs> is unbelievable. So today, I actually have the honor of talking to a really good musician and uh, a friend of mine and someone who uh, I've played with and who I've seen many, many times, Aaron Troy Danner. Aaron, how are you? Good morning, Tom. How you doing, man? I am doing great. I'm so glad to have you on the show. Um I know you have played the Palace uh, a bunch of times. I, I love to talk about uh, how you got started. You know, I, I read your bio, and uh, you you were you had mentioned Johnny Winter in your bio, and I was hoping you could kind of give us an idea of of how that spurred you to to become a musician. All right. Well, this is this is me and Johnny Winter. Um, when I was a younger man, teenager, probably 17 years old, I was into I was into the uh, the heavy metal that was being played in the 80s. Okay, and uh, met this guy, and he had a guitar and stuff, and I'm I brought over some distortion pedals and started playing all this stuff. And he's like, you know, what do you do, you know, when you don't have all this stuff? Can you still play? And I I really couldn't. And he says, you got to you gotta listen to some other people, man. And he put on Johnny Winter, man, and I just, I never heard slide guitar before. And it just, it, it blew me away. So, um, you know, after getting all of Johnny Winter's records and listening to them and, and just kind of getting into the whole Johnny Winter thing, he ended up coming to the Palace Theater in uh, New Haven. This was somewhere like around 84. It was for the album Third Degree. And we got tickets, and I went and seen him. And that, when I saw Johnny Winter come out as a trio and play all the songs off his new record, sound just like the record, I was just floored by the skill this guy had. And then, of course, at the end, you know, he came out with the Firebird and did three songs on the slide. And um, I was like, this is, the, uh, this is how I want to play guitar, just like this guy. And that's how it started with me with, with, with blues and all that was Johnny Winter. So. Yeah, you know, um, I'm, and people who know me know this, um, I am not uh, the biggest fan of classic blues. And I know that almost sounds like, you know, heresy, but um, <laughs> my thing has always been electric blues. And it was with guys like Mike Bloomfield and uh you know Coo, uh you know al cooper those guys and just what you're saying johnny winter as a matter of fact and i don't know if you if you, do you know paul nelson um i only met him like one time i i got to open up for johnny winter one time but it was just you know nothing big just i'm doing my sound check and all that but i but i but i but i don't touch johnny stuff and but, you know, <laughs> well that that would be Paul. <laughs> he was he was not only uh, his guitar player, but he was also the manager of the you know, the road manager. Um, he he uh, the reason I know Paul. Paul was my uh, producer 
on uh, my On Fire album. And um, I actually, and this is after Johnny passed, but I, uh, one day I'm in the studio with Paul and uh, this lady comes in and she's, she's older than me, which is always surprising to me. And, uh, and I find out that it's, you know, it's Johnny's wife. Uh, and we have a nice talk about food and everything but music and everything but Johnny. And I was thinking, you know, I keep forgetting that some of these stars are just, you know, they're washing dishes and they're doing laundry and, (laughs) you know, stuff just, just like the, uh, us mere mortals, you know? So, Hey, listen, uh, when you were, uh, playing with Johnny, when it was that at the palace? No, it was, um, I can't remember the place, Daniel Street, and uh, I believe that's in Milford or New Milford or something like that, Milford maybe. Okay. Daniel Street Cafe. Oh, but, okay. Uh, he, yeah, he ended up he ended up passing like, I don't know, maybe about a year after that. Yeah. So, um, what about, uh, what about uh, your, um, your connection to the palace? I know you have played there, and uh, give us a little idea about that. Well, Waterbury's just been good to me with music. Um, I used to play a lot of gigs downtown when downtown was happening. Mm-hmm. And um, and just around that time, they, they started rebuilding the palace. They started doing all that. Well, um, it ended up after they got the palace going again, B.B. King was coming around, and I get a call from my website guy, and he says, um, you're going to get a call today from B.B. King's management about opening up for him at the Palace Theater. I'm like, no way. And they're like, yeah, they're going to call you in a little while. So they called me up and they said, we checked out your website and we checked you out and B.B. would like to have you open up for him. And I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. Thank you, you know. And, um, and, it, and, and that was it. Now, that was also, you know, I, I went to the Palace when it first opened up again. Uh, to see um, uh, Tony Bennett mm. because he was the last one to play there when it closed and he was the first one when it opened up again. Yeah, and he that's a great show. I've seen him live. He's amazing. Uh, was, he had a killer band, man. It was an awesome night. And I'll just put in real quick that after Tony Bennett's show, they opened up the stage to have people dance on the stage. And uh, me and my girlfriend were the first ones to dance on the palace theater stage also so wow wow um yeah but anyway so bb king shows up we, we we have that night and um i get to open up for him and um you know at the end of my set which was a 20 minute set um you know i i say to the audience and the and, and the place was packed it was just a great night man and um i said i'd like to thank bb king for closing for me tonight and, uh, he he thought that was funny. He thought that was funny, man. And he uh, uh, he got me on the bus, and I got to sit down, and I got to chat with him for a few minutes and everything. And um, it was just it was just um, <laughs> that's that's a that's a great story. Uh, oh, it was just awesome. You know, I was talking. I forget who I was talking to. So somebody who's pretty big on my show called um, my show uh, Chasing the Blues. I was talking to somebody, and they said that when they were talking to B.B. King, and he was kind of being their mentor, he said, listen, always remember this. It's better to be a bad copy of yourself than a good copy of somebody else. 
Oh, that's yeah, that's a jewel right there. Isn't that? Isn't that? Because yeah. we were ta- we were talking about cover versus, you know, do, doing uh, you know a tribute. That's what we were talking about. Tributes versus uh, doing your own music. Listen, and I know you you have um, some really great music out there. <laughs> I got to tell you, and it's probably my twisted uh, sense of humor, <laughs> but um, hurt myself. Uh, the song hurt myself. Uh, I I thought that song was great, man. <laughs> I love. Uh, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, um, I love that song too, man. It's just something a little different direction, but uh, I I loved it too, man. It's just that I, that whole album. I had a real good time doing the Lucky Day album, and yeah, uh, Lucky Day. There right. was a few songs on there that I that I really felt that I, you know did a good job on writing the song and arranging the music and all that and um yeah hurt myself is a great song though i love it. i gotta start playing that out more yeah that's you know what that's a, that would be a great song live it's got a great feel and the record by the way the recording and production on that song was really good and i'm always like you know picky on that stuff that was really good um well, <laughs> Uh, that's all. That's all. Thanks to uh, Eddie Seville at Cottage Sound Studios in Middlebury. Ah. That's where I, yeah, that's where I recorded it, and uh, you know Eddie uh, produced it with me. So, yeah, he had a lot. He had a hand in a lot of stuff on that record. Wow, uh, th- that's my hats off to him. You know, I uh, tell him one of these days I'd love to have him on the show. That that. Um, how about girl? Uh, God, girls, and guitars. Okay, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, tell well, us listen, about that, that. That that was that was the last CD that that I did, and I was I really was trying to step away from the blues for a little bit. I had other songs that I liked that I wrote that weren't blues songs, and I just wanted to record them. So, um, took some of my uh, I had to take a few songs that I already recorded. And I did like a part two version of them and stuff like that, so it would be different. But um, that that was uh that was also done at Eddie's place at Cottage Sound Studios, and uh, Eddie Eddie had a big hand in that one too, man. He really got a ear for nice, clear sounds and tones, and uh, you know he could piece it together good, man. He really, I, my hats off to him on both of those CDs, you know, so. Well, you know, uh, there are a lot of studios in Connecticut that are good. That's for sure. And there are a lot of studios that sound like they were mixed in Connecticut, if you know what I mean. There's that, right, you right. Know, no, no depth uh, left and right. Uh, I, I would say more good than, than what I just said. I don't mean to be you know, disparaging, but it's, it's, but it is true. My, my, my son is a little bit of an elitist. He's a musician in, uh, in San Francisco. And one time I did a track and he said, yeah, that, that's good. Sounds like you got it mixed in Connecticut. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and he, he was, you know, he was right. I, I, <laughs> I know I'm going to get some calls for that comment, but anyway, so, Listen, uh, I, I, you and I have, uh, I think I first bumped into you not in Connecticut. I think it was, um, I was playing in New York State, and I think I saw you, and I was real impressed. Um, I, I can't remember. It was a couple of years ago. But there was an occasion um, where you and I played together. You want to just chat about that a little bit? 
yeah, sure. You must, of course, you're talking about uh, the tipping chair. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nice yes. place. Well, so I'll lay it all down for your listeners, though. But uh, last year, uh, actually, it was wasn't it the year before? That's, that's I think it was a year. <laughs> you know, it had to be right because last year we were all wearing masks. That's right. That's right. So two years ago, um, I, I had an accident at home and I got my fingers, two of my fingers slammed in the door and it just took off the fingertips on both of them. And there was, that's my uh, fretting hand. And so, you know, I got my whole summer booked. Everything's, everything's a go. And all of a sudden now I can't play guitar. So I ended up, uh, putting uh sending up a flag man on facebook man trying to get musicians to help me play and i got a big response from it. i got a lot of people that were willing to come out and just play and um of course you know they got paid but they they learned my songs they they, they played the guitar and i just sang and i uh i played harmonica and slide guitar for like the, the next nine months uh while my fingers were healing mm. um had a couple guys, uh, local guys, did some gigs, and then I ended up settling on this one guy named uh, Jay Roberts. And um, Jay's uh, like a Torrington area guy, you know, well-known musician in that area. And uh, I asked him to do a gig for me, and he just he showed up with his acoustic guitar. He was there on time, got it all done. We did the first gig. It was it, it went relatively smooth i was like well i got the whole summer booked if you want to work so he ended up doing it and um i ended up playing with him all the way um you know all the way until i was able to play guitar again that's great and, uh yeah yeah so it was uh it was a uh, you know probably a good nine months and um and then i was playing again but lot, like i said i had a lot of people and of course you um, had a gig at the tipping chair, you know, you don't want to cancel the gig. Can we get a guitar player? And I got you, man. And, uh, I can't thank you enough for that time. It was just great to, uh, um, you know, to share the stage with you. You're a great player, a gentleman. I mean, everything I called out, I just had to tell you the keys you were at it. And, um, you know, it was great. I also had another guy named Lance DeShane which is a, a Bridgeport area guitar player, man, that I've known for like 25 years. Wow. He did all the, he did all my electric band gigs, except for uh, the one that I did with you. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, but uh, thanks to you guys, I was able to keep playing through this whole thing. And, of course, my fingers are back. They grew back. They, uh, they're working pretty good. I still have a, a little bit of a problem landing on chords. You know what I mean? Um, oh yeah, yeah. I can I, I, I can why. imagine. I I don't know how you do it, man. I oh. my 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 thing was, and I I think I mentioned this to my wife. I said, you know, this is a working guy. This is a guy that you know goes through uh, fire to to play music. And I I thought you were great because um, when it's just a trio. And you don't have like one guy playing chords that knows the song. It's really like without a net because, you know, yeah, you can learn the song, but you may not know the complete arrangement and there might be nuances. And so it's it's risky for the guitar player and for the singer because you don't know where the hell I'm going to go either. 
so you and I are kind of listening to each other, trying to get this, <laughs> you know, make sure the song uh, we end at the same time at least. <laughs> but well, uh, I thought listen, it went very well. No, listen, it went. It, it it couldn't have been better. And like you says, when you don't have a guy you know, a guitar player that has the whole thing down, you can keep it going and lead the band. It's very easy to have a train wreck. You know, you got to go to a bridge <laughs> yeah. and whatever it is. But um, I know we, we pretty much stuck to all standards that night. And, um, you know, you're on it. Like I said, all I had to do was tell you the key and bam, that was it. You know what I mean? So it, it was great, dude. And I got to tell you, you know, Listening to you play that three forty-five, I, I went out and got myself another three thirty-five. Like, a much yeah. better, a much better guitar, by the way. The three thirty-five. Oh. It, it. I love my three forty-five. I and and you know I'm old, man. I bought that in new in nineteen seventy-five for five hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. Uh, at, at a, at, wow. I know, right? It's probably worth like three grand now. The the problem with it, and this is for all the guitar players out there, the problem with the 345, it's a stereo guitar. Yeah. So, so if you've got like a, I don't know, I used to use a Fender Super, and I would plug it into both channels. The problem was when you kick it in the middle, now you've got the gain of both channels, and it gets super loud. It's just really... It's difficult to use on the run, so you change it. You always take the stereo jack and you make it to a mono jack. Um, well, it ain't perfect, man. It's not. Yeah, well, I, I, that is a big problem. Most guys took that stuff and had it switched around in their guitars because they got tired of all that nonsense. Um, they do make models out there that have it where you can plug it in and the pickups are like regular. And you know what I mean, but um, yeah, I didn't. I honestly didn't know that. I, uh, I was somebody was talking to me on a gig, and they realized that I know nothing about the instruments that I play. I don't know oh. what the wood is. I don't know. I just play them. You know, I'm, I'm like that guy that turns the key on the car and hopes that it's going to go forward. You know. <laughs> you know. Well, well, there's nothing wrong with that. That's for sure. You're you're an action guy, man. You know you're. You, you, you just got to get on it, you know? So. Yeah, I do. I do. And I'm, 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 you know, I'm just starting now to play. Um, I've got some gigs in August. I don't know. I, I saw your, your schedule though. You're, you're really, um, look like you got a lot going on. Well, I had, uh, I think I had like 18 gigs last month. I got 21 this month. Of course, if this rain shit keeps going the way it is going, um, you know, I'll be back down to one gig a week before you know it, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Everything's been getting canceled because of the weather. Um, what well, are you going to do? Let's talk about some of these gigs, though, because I want to make sure that uh, people know uh, where you are, because um, they won't well, the be dis they won't be disappointed. And we're going to do that in a second. But first of all, we're going to hear from a very great sponsor, Ion Bank, and then we'll be right back. Stay with us. Business owners know. You have to take control of your cash flow to grow your business. Ion Bank has a full range of cash management tools to help you save time, work more efficiently, and prevent fraud. It's never been quicker or easier to take control of your cash flow so your business can take off. 
Learn more about IonBank's cash management tools at IonBank.com. Member FDIC. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Concert Conversations. Today, we are talking with a fine singer, songwriter, guitar player, uh, Aaron Troy Denner, who is also a friend of mine, uh, really well-known in Connecticut. And we were just talking about uh, where he's going to be playing. you got to go and see this guy. Uh, it's a great show. Um, uh, I, I, I'm really, I mean, I, I, I can't say enough about you and I, and I, and everybody knows I hate everybody. So, you know, that's, that's a good, that's a good thing. So, so tell us, uh, tell us where you're going to be in the next couple of weeks so people can catch you. You know, I, I wish you didn't ask me that question. Cause I never know where the hell I'm supposed to be going. I mean, <laughs> I, I get done with a gig at night and I end up driving by my own house, man. But um, the, listen, the best way to see what I'm doing is to, is to go to my website, AaronTroyDanner.com, and you can get on the mailing list. I mail out every uh, Tuesday where I'm going to be playing that week. You can look on my schedule for the next two months and see where I'm going to be. Um, tonight, I'm going to be at the Bad Dog Brewing Company in Torrington doing a solo acoustic from six to nine. Um. I know I got that going, so... Uh, <laughs> That's good. But, yeah, yeah. So, I, do know, I do know what you mean, by the way. Uh, sometimes I'll be sitting there, you know, watching TV, and I'll go, oh, my God, I've got a gig. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, listen, I, I got it. You know, acoustic gigs are, are obviously so different than electric, but I've listened to your acoustic music on your... Uh, now, I haven't... I don't think I've seen you play acoustic, but... I, I listened to it on uh, your CD, and it was really, really strong. So um, people will really be, um, I, I think, will really be entertained. So um, l- look, let's let's spell out your um, your website though, because they may they may uh, misspell it. Go ahead. All right. Yes. You know what? Everyone misspells it my whole life. That's, that's <laughs> it it's what the trick is. It's Aaron, and it's spelled E R A N. So it's Aaron, E-R-A-N, Troy, T-R-O-Y, Danner, D-A-N-N-E-R.com. And, um, you know, like I said, you can visit the website. I just started, I just opened this website up, you know, and um, I shut the old one down because of the COVID thing. You know, the, I, I, I don't have to tell you about last year, man. It was like no gigs. I had one gig a month, um, I think, for like four months in a row, and and – and that was it for like last year. It shut me down at March, and um, didn't do nothing till March this year. So, but uh, check out the website, anyways. Yeah, uh, yeah. Make sure you do that. Aaron Troy Denner. Dan. I'm sorry, I, Aaron Troy Denner. I, <clears throat> I was coughing as as I said that. Sorry about that. Uh, listen, listen, Aaron. I want I want to come and see you. Um, and I hope everyone else guitar. does. Listen, bring a guitar, bring an amp. Okay. Wow, that'd be great. Well, you know what? I never do that. Uh, I would love to be invited, though. If you ever got a gig that uh, you want somebody to pop in for five minutes, uh, you know, I've got a small amp. I come in. I'd uh, be glad to do that. But uh, everybody's got to check you out, man. Uh, Aaron Troy Danner. Uh, thanks so much, Aaron. Uh, it's been great having you uh, yeah, on here. Listen, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate all my friends at the Palace, man. Um like I said, the Palace Theater in Waterbury is, to me, it's it's the best venue in Connecticut. 
as far that I've played in anyways, you know, and it's the Palace Theater been good to me. I mean, open up for B.B. King, Blues Traveler. Um, man, I, I, I did like five or six gigs there opening up for people too, man. I probably played at the Palace just about as much as anybody has, you know what I mean? So yeah, the Palace is a great place. I hope everything gets going again this summer with them, and um, I'm looking forward to going to some concerts down there. Yeah, you know it's it's a first of all it's it's drop dead gorgeous. The sound is great, and and more importantly, I think the people that work there are just so friendly and nice. And you know it's it's not like oh, I'm going to kill the sound man. You know it's it's not like that. So um, hey, listen, Aaron, thank you so much, uh, everybody. This is a concert conversations. We got a lot of stuff happening, and uh, a lot of great people coming up, like Aaron. And uh, so stay tuned to Concert Conversations brought to you by the Palace in Waterbury and our great sponsor, Ion Bank.